what is it that brings us to that place of being able to be intentional and connected to the work that we're doing? What do you intentionally need to do right now so that you can do the next thing? Just to get to be there and to connect with it helps me remember why I'm there. Our mind is a meaning-making machine will make up a narrative. We give it the chance. Be really intentional around how you approach your life and your day. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kim. This is Nikki. And I'm Louise. Hi, and welcome to the Best Parts Podcast, where we invite you to pull up a chair and think about your best parts, which are all your parts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Kim. So unless you've been hiding under a rock, you've likely heard all the benefits of creating a morning ritual for yourself, taking time to read, going for a walk, meditating, writing, doing yoga, all the things. It's sacred time you set aside for yourself to nurture yourself before the day begins. This carved out time creates an environment conducive to more productive and deeper engagement throughout the day. But I'm curious, has anyone here other than me (laughs) given any thought to what rituals that you may create around your work, your business, or working with your clients? It's funny when I first heard the word rituals, it was all like, it was woo for some reason that it got attached to that. And I'm like, I don't do any rituals. I'm not dancing around a fire in my backyard. And, <laughs> embrace the woo. Embrace right? The woo. Burning some sweet grass or, yeah. Sage. So, <laughs> sage. That's what I went I into the woo. Yeah. About rituals. But so in my head, because everything's a project, apparently, it's a process right? Like that's what you're talking about. Like something that that you do over and over again, that helps you what slip into that zone a little bit better or be more productive. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, kind of. So, I mean, I use rituals for different reasons. Definitely when I'm working with clients or getting ready to, you know, do a presentation or a workshop or anything that I need to prepare for. But then when we When I think about actually working with my business, I've created processes, ritual around how I want my business to grow and what I need to do to nurture that. So it goes beyond, for me, it does, for me, it does have woo, but I don't think ritual has to have woo, right? We do brushing our teeth every morning is a ritual, right? We do that and we, and when it's done with intentionality. So that's, I think the key there, Mm, mm -hmm. doing it with intentionality. It's not just rote. It's, it's what are you intentionally doing to create some sort of container or sacred space for whatever it is that you're doing? Well, and it can be that trigger for me. It helps my brain to say, this is work time. So when I, when I start work, I come upstairs, I make sure my dog's water bowl is full. I turn on the fountain. I start the aromatherapy. I make sure I have my tea and my brain eases into work mode instead of spending 15 minutes going, okay, I'm at my desk. I have to work. I have to work. It helps transition and trigger work time, focus, let's be here. So it it takes a little of the woo out of that, but (laughs) to me, it is, it's still a very sacred process as I transition into that time. I like the idea of you doing that transition. I hadn't really thought too much about it. I was talking to Kim the other day and we were talking about this and it made me curious about when we went to coaching school together, I noticed a lot of people started coaching sessions with either some sort of grounding or breathing exercise, or they started it with 
maybe pulling an oracle card or something as a way to ease the client into the session or to get everybody, you know, yeah, kind of grounded into the space. So I'm curious, Kim, are you talking about something like that? Or are you talking, it sounds more like what Nikki's talking about is doing something ahead of that preparatory, which I think is a really cool idea to help us transition into that space. So is it, is it a either or, or yes and? Yes and. Yeah, I just really, so I, I know we do these things, it's become very mainstream, I think, to do ritual, self-care, sacred space, grounding in the morning for ourselves personally before we take off to whatever we're going to do for the day. Morning routines of millionaires. Exactly. Like there's a, there, there's a million different ways that you can do this and that everybody has the way, like, you know, you, if you're doing this, you're going to be successful. You're going to be productive. You're going to, you're going to make a million dollars. Right. And so it's, it's really big out there for us to do for ourselves personally. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious because I've started over the last, I don't know, five, six months, really starting to integrate it into the work that I'm doing. So yes, one-on-one when I'm working with a client, but beyond that, actually with how I work with my business, with the workday, and then how I work with my business as a whole, as, as an entity of itself. So yes, and, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and. Well, and some of it can just be around the language we use. It can be routine every Monday this is my routine. Every Monday, this is my ritual. The root, the word routine is not a good feeling place for me. <laughs> so I if I have my... the needle go off the record with routine. <laughs> oh, our rebels. Um, me to create routine. I realized for me, it was, I had to tap into this idea of making it sacred for myself. Right. And remember, I work with business clients, right? I work with leadership people, but for me, it's how I run my business. And some of that does seep into the work that I do with my clients, but I had to adjust the thinking for me because routine, habit, all of that felt very structured, very masculine energy. And it just was not working for me and made me not want to do it. Yeah. So yeah, because what I'm hearing is I know in the past when we've talked about this, there are a couple of you, Kim and Nikki, (laughs) who don't like routine, don't like goals. And so I'm curious, this almost you don't sounds, like the word goals, right, right, right. Sorry. Sorry. You don't like the vernacular, the terminology, uh, you just said masculine energy. So that's interesting. So it's, there's a part of me that feels like you've kind of like come in sideways and turned it into a ritual to make it feel more or better to your system. It feels better to my system and it's different. I'm here to bring the masculine energy for a minute. You do it. Bring it, Sarah. The word ritual does to me whatever it does to Kim when you say routine, because ritual to me is a religious practice. I just Googled it. It's actually the definition is, and there's other definitions, but the main one is it's based in, in religion. And so that when I hear ritual, I I feel like exactly what Louise said. I, I imagine like dancing around a fire, like, you know, like something with energy. <laughs> That's just not that, that for me, I'm like, pew, my head explodes. The routine is what works for me. And I haven't thought as much about my coaching business, my life coaching business around routine. I do things like I I actually do light a candle often or take a moment to reread the notes from our last session, take a breath, get in, you know, put a blanket over me, get in a good space. But routine for me is all based in my athletic coaching. Like routines are all about how you're able to be successful in sports right? Like especially golf. Every time you hit a shot, you have the same, we call it a pre-shot routine. And I really push that with the players. Your routine should be the same over and over and over again, because it just makes you more consistent. So 
routine works for me. Ritual, I need to wrap my head around, but. What's that language is neutral and we associate it with different things that give it our meaning, but really it's how are you entering into the space, whether you call it routine or ritual or trigger or whatever. Well, and the other definitions. Kim got on the Google box too. (laughs) I see it right here. It's about sports. (laughs) Well, I didn't bring up that, but it's, it's a solemn ceremony or action performed in a customary way. So it's creating, yeah. so custom, right? What is the custom that you have? What is that? Um, to me, routine means it's not intentional. When it's something that has some solemnity to it, that has some, and I'm going to use the term sacredness. So some something that I am intentionally creating for myself in that space, that's where I go to in my meaning of the word ritual. Totally fine that it's it doesn't work with you, just like routine doesn't work with me. But that's so just you, you understand for me, it's around the intentionality. Yeah, it's absolutely. around creating something for the sake of creating something that, which just got really confusing in my brain. So I'm just going to stop that. <laughs> I agree. And I agree. Routines often tend to be something you stop thinking about. It's just like, get up, brush your teeth. You're not intentional about it. And that's what I try to make routines super intentional. So that's something that I do with my coaching is you know, what is your morning routine and actually talk it out. I've done that with clients. Like what, what are you doing? And being really intentional with it. I think at some point routines become just, I don't know, a habit. I don't know if that's, I mean, I think that's actually can be good unless it's a bad habit. They just run on autoplay. Yeah. Yeah. It can be good or bad, you know, like your responses to situations or your routines or habits or the things that just run on autoplay. It saves brain space. Right. But it, isn't always productive if it's just on autoplay and you're mindlessly doing the same thing over and over again. You know what I'm taking away here is it would be interesting to check in with my clients and see which, which feels better to them, routine or ritual, Mm. right? To check in with the client and see which one lands better for them and then use that verbiage going forward. So thanks for that coaching tip coach. Or habit or... Yeah, I was going to say, or another word that works for them, right? Because that's the thing is we have to find what works for us. And and that's where I was curious with this conversation is particularly, uh, again, thinking about the work we do in the world, whether it's our coaching, whether it's working with clients, whether it's building our business, whether it's golf coaching or whatever it is, project management, whatever it is that we're doing, (laughs) where do we find that intentionality to do the work that we're doing? right? What is it that brings us to that place of being able to be intentional and connected to the work that we're doing? Yeah. What I'm hearing a lot when everyone's talking is really around what I see as like an act of transition. So what do I do to transition into a place or a state where I can be more effective, productive, higher energy present, pick your word, whatever resonates with you, but it's a, it's an intentional act to put you into a different, into a different space, into a different mindset around that. And I think like those transitional moments have become so very important for so many of us who've transitioned to working from home, who are trying to parent and homeschool and work and be human and all of those things and working, right? We lose a lot of our rituals or routines or our transition moments, right? We're not commuting to work anymore. We're not picking our kids up from uh, a 
practice or dropping them off at practice, all of those little transition moments, those routines in our life have kind of fallen away and working towards what do you need to transition from, right? Sometimes it's more than just walking down the hall from the bedroom to the office. What else do you need so that you can transition into uh, that, that, that persona or that place where you are most effective at work? And then when you're out <laughs> back down the hall into the kitchen doing laundry, like how, how are you all managing all of those transitions? It can just the transitions itself can be really overwhelming. I think unless you put some routine or some ritual into that, creating yourself a space where you get to be your best self in that moment. And our best selves are different depending on, I think, the role that we're playing at that moment. But I'm hearing a lot about that that transition moment. And I think even in our businesses is to transition into, right? Like as a solopreneur, as an entrepreneur, when am I the leader of my organization? And when am I the coach? And when am I the marketer? And when am I, you know, the accountant and all of those things can come together, but finding a, a, a moment where you get to transition from one to another can be really powerful because you get to be, like Nikki said, very present in that space you get to be very human in that space. That's, Mm -hmm. I heard you mention that in what you were saying. And I think that that's a big key to it for me is, you know, having been an attorney, having been an executive in nonprofits, having been like going from one thing to the next, to the next, and being a working mom and being, you know, all of the things I lost those transitions. I lost the intentionality in what I was doing. And in that I lost my humanness. And so what doing what I'm still going to refer to as ritual, insert word there, whatever. <laughs> um, Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank, really. Whatever word you want to use, please replace the word ritual if that works for you. Those have allowed me to be more human in all that I'm doing. And it is about those transitions. And it's it's interesting that you said that because for me, this that's where it started. It started with intentionally creating transitions going from one thing to the next and not block that, not building my day in such a way that there were no transitions where it was just going, you know, hard left to go to the next thing. Well, and even beyond that, something Sarah said earlier too, about golf, it's about the repetition. It's about the routine and something I've started doing as I've been navigating my business is to read my values I call them my elements of adventure every day because I know what they are and I can feel my way through them, but I put a lot of thought and intention into them. And it really matters to me that I have them internalized as more than just a concept. And so to connect with that energy and to just be in that space, not as a transition, not as a moment to move from one to another, but just to get to be there and to connect with it helps me remember why I'm there, what I'm doing, how I want to do things and be, it it goes to that presence, but presence as a whole over the whole banner of my business. Which is so cool. How many of us have guiding principles or missions and vision statements, either for ourselves personally or for our businesses? Anybody? I do. Yep. 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 Both. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things I love working with my clients on because very, whether it's personal or professional, most of them for their businesses have them, but they don't have them personally or as a leader. 
And it's one of the things I love working with them on. And I think it creates, it, it allows for that space of intentionality and routine and what is, what, do, what is important that I tap back into with everything that I do. Want to continue to connect with them. So many times I've done in the past, oh, look, I have my mission statement and I put it in my file and it's gone, mm -hmm. but to intentionally and continually connect to it, not just like art on a wall, but I have a piece of paper. I use my finger to drag across because it helps physically connect to the words as I'm speaking them out loud to get the vibration of voice, to hear the words and to really connect with them on multiple levels is different than saying, I wrote a great mission statement mm -hmm. and it's in a drawer. And that to me is ritual that idea of dragging your finger across it and really connecting that that's creating that importance of that moment. That's so cool. Anybody else do anything like that? No, okay. <laughs> that's all right. Anybody else want to do anything like that? Not necessarily with the words and dragging it across, but something that feels really important. Like it's really important that I do this. Mine is my vision board. I don't know if this relates, but in the beginning of every year, I do a vision board. This year, I actually did a vision box. So I took the box top of a, a box and I that's where I cut out the words and put them all over the top of the box. And now I'm putting things in the box all year long. And that's kind of like a little bit of, I guess I have a ritual, Kim. This is going to be my ritual is I'm going to put shit in that box. And then the beginning of 2022, I'm going to look at it. And But yeah, I, I definitely feel like when what we're all talking about. I do a lot of this with the golf team too, as we come up with words of intention every year. Awesome. So I definitely have certain rituals and routines for sure. Yeah. I was I have, gonna say to you, Sarah, I was going to say, maybe you should take that word back and make it your own ritual. I mean, make, take, take the word ritual back and make it your own. On it. This is just random. I was thinking of something earlier, but I didn't have the right moment to cut in. When 2020 happened, there was a commercial that I loved. We lost our our commute. Someone said commute earlier. We mm -hmm. lost our commute. And that was part of my routine of life is whether I, I walk, I was walking to work or driving to work. I lost my time for my podcasts. I lost my time for a lot of stuff. So there was a commercial where there's a guy in the kitchen eating cereal and his wife comes up and kisses him and says, see you later. And she literally gets in the car, drives to the ferry, takes the ferry, <laughs> takes the ferry back, gets back in the car and gets home. And he goes, it's really weird. You're still commuting when you work from home. And I actually started doing that for a little <laughs> while. I'm like, I'm going to go walk awesome to the ritual. office. Yeah. It's an awesome ritual because yeah. that's or routine, whatever. I, again, the word doesn't matter, but it's, you created that space for yourself and the ad was genius, but yeah, the having that created space for yourself is so important and we have lost it working from home. And so recapturing it in whatever ways that we can. And it, what's interesting to me, as I just said, we lost it from, by working from home. And yet maybe for me, part of that, what I was leaning on didn't allow me to go as deep as I'm going now with creating the intentionality. It became more habitual. And so now, because I'm needing to create something new, it's allowing for more intentionality. I'm just unpacking this real time. So I have no idea, but I don't know. Oh, verbal it feels, processor. It feels it. right to me. Yes. I'm total verbal processor. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Hmm. When we were talking about the transition thing, I'm taking a course right now and things I'm noticing are around the transition. And I've also started using this with my clients because yeah, we have lost some of these times that we had for ourselves in the car. Uh, etc. 
and really focusing on, okay, if I'm going to get up and get another cup of coffee, that's an opportunity for me to be present in that moment. And so I've been doing some of that. So it's interesting that we're talking about it. And I also think when we're talking about building our business, I do have parts of me that like to create content. I do have parts of me that will do the marketing kind of maybe not so much, but I hadn't really occurred to me until you were talking about it is if I were to make a transition between some of those functions, like I'm being a coach right now and now I've got an hour and I really want to, if I could take that moment to actually pivot and do it intentionally, it might make it easier for me to call up those parts of me that like doing those things. So thanks for giving me an idea of how I can actually improve my own performance as I'm building my business, as well as talk to my own clients about their own parts and how do you shift to those parts that are actually good at those things, whether it's creating content or doing marketing or whatever. It really hadn't occurred to me that there was an opportunity there to use that transition time to call up those gifts that I have in those areas and let those parts do their thing. So that's cool. Thanks. Ooh. Can't wait to see the invoice for my coaching session. <laughs> <laughs> Times four. <laughs> Good luck. I take payment plans. I don't know about that. Um, pro bono for me. Sarah's my favorite. I got you. I am really keyed into the fact that I feel like what we're talking about is mindfulness. That just, that feels like what we're talking about. I don't, I don't know if anybody else is picking up on that because we're talking about those transitions and being intentional and being like, what are those spaces that we're creating? You know, what are the boxes we're creating to put things in? And yeah, it just feels like it, it's around mindfulness. I don't know. How does that resonate with everyone else? Yes. Yeah. yeah it's, Definitely that being present. I was thinking back to the commute and how many times back when I would commute, I would get somewhere and have no idea how I got there. Even though it's a transition time, I was totally removed and all of a sudden I'm where I need to go. And working at home, it's for me, it's easier to be mindful here and more present to what I'm doing because so much isn't just on autopilot. Yeah, it is about being present and not just being a zombie driver going somewhere. <laughs> I did that yesterday, actually, because, you know, I'm going back to work physically. Yay. Insert sarcastic font right there. <laughs> um, you fonted your verbiage. I fonted myself. <laughs> I want to know what a sarcastic font looks like. I don't know. I've always thought about creating it. I want, I want to create it. Like, Please do. It. I could Please use Please do. It. But I was, I walked. It's a mile to work and I love uh, walking when I have the time and but I usually just try to listen to music or you know be in the moment but I had a phone call I had to take for the first half of my walk and I got down to like almost at campus I'm like, I don't even remember how I got here because I was on the phone I wasn't focused I wasn't there and so that's something that I want to be more mindful of as I move forward because I'm going to be walking to work a lot just don't take the phone call like take the moment to actually just be there. So I used to work where our daughter goes to school and we took the same route together for the eight years that she was at the same place that I was. And there was a lot of that time that I felt like I was checked out and I would get to the school and I'm like, I don't remember actually doing any of this driving. And that was the first time I started playing with mindfulness before I knew that I was playing with mindfulness. And I actually, she and I, rec well, I recognized and, and she and I started doing this was 
I realized that we were passing the same people, the same cars, the same people on their walks to, to work or to the bus stop. You know, I, we, I was recognizing we see that car every day. We see that couple every day. And so we started making up stories about who they were and their lives. And we would tell these stories for years. And it kept us really focused in the moment because if somebody wasn't there one day, it was like, oh no, what happened? You know, Izzy would make up a story that it's okay. They just had a baby. They're fine. I'm like, okay. So just little, I think it's fun to come up with ways of how do we stay present and connected to what we're doing, even if it's playful. I also think that is a great way to show how our minds make up stories when we don't actually know the truth, right? I remember driving in a rural area and somebody was hanging out sheets on a clothesline, if any of you are old enough to remember clotheslines. And they still exist. Do they? Okay. Good <laughs> I saw that one. It's okay. <laughs> and the quite, you know, it was like, oh my God, their their dryer must have died. And the husband's like, how do you know that? You don't know that. And it made the person really stop and think, you know, you're right. Maybe they just like sunshine. They like the smell of the clean air on their sheets. But our minds make up stories that may or may not be true. Now, in you guys' case, you were deliberately doing it and creating a narrative. But I think that just goes to prove that we will make our mind, because it is a meaning making machine, will make up a narrative if we give it the chance. And so, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I love I love the creativity of it, but I think it's also a good reminder that, you know, our minds will make up a story if we let them. And we have to be careful of that, too. I've tried to do the where the mind makes up the story that I immediately go to and I try and switch it. When someone cuts me off in traffic, I want to say all of the words. And then I'm like, I'm like, I hope you get to the hospital in time because it looks like your wife might be in labor. Like, I just am like, I hope that you get there in time. I'm going to move over for you because I really want to be mad and like, you know, nice have road frame. rage. But then I'm like, nope, I hope they're in, I hope they're getting to where they need to go. I'm just going to lay back. Yeah. So it's so interesting because whether it's out of boredom or to replace anger or whatever. I mean, we do our minds, we do make up these stories all the time. And I think that's what it's fascinating when we can tap into our brains and going back to this idea of creating ritual to create space, to create routine, to create, you know, insert word for these, for how we build our business and how we work with our clients. It is fascinating to me how we can use our brain and the power of our brain to create more intentional space. And just in these last few minutes that we have here today, I'm just curious if you have any last thoughts on creating those transitions and intentionality around your businesses. It could be hard when you feel like you're starting from scratch. And I think if you look at what you're already doing to find something that works and expand from there, it gives you an easier access point instead of, I have nothing I'm doing. I have to start from scratch. How am I gonna do this? How do I know if it's gonna work? But take a little bit of time to investigate what's there first, because I think people would be surprised what they're mindlessly doing that they can turn into a mindful act. Beautiful. I think when things aren't working, when you feel like it's something's wrong, that means something's wrong and it's time for a change. Often, I think we just keep plowing through going, okay, we'll just keep doing this. I'm not being, you know, my best self, or I'm not being very productive, or I'm not in that space. But like Sarah said too, what she does with her 
with her golf team is to say, okay, what is, what do you intentionally need to do right now so that you can do the next thing? And so I think when things aren't working and they don't feel great is to start talking about it and to start sharing what that could look like in a positive way and start finding other and you can start with other people's ways. You could start with other people's transitions or some ideas or anything like that and just make it your own and see what feels good and and just start from there. But when things aren't feeling great, it's time to make a change. I'm going to start looking at my rituals with anticipatory eyes and decide how I want to have my routines and rituals. It's seven o'clock in the morning here. And I just looked outside and the sun is rising and it's freaking beautiful. And my morning routines and, and rituals, I'm going to start calling it that now, Kim, my morning routine and ritual has changed because I, we have this new place where I can literally, unless it's a foggy day, I can watch the sunrise every morning. And that's what I've been doing. And so I think it's uh, exactly what Louise just said. The It's all about being intentional. And that's what I think is my takeaway is whatever we call this, it's just what's working and what's not and be really intentional around how you approach your life and your day. I think what, I I love what you all have said here. And I I think the point back to mindfulness, Kim, is regardless of whether I'm a home or in an office setting, I still have to go get water. I still have to get up and go to the bathroom. I still am going to eat lunch. And so those are moments that I can be more mindful about what I'm doing. And there's opportunities for me there to note uh, transition times. Often I'll have lunch after I complete something and there's an opportunity for me to then take a moment and see what it is that I wanna create next. Well, thank you all for diving in here today with this a little bit woo-woo topic that I know put a couple people outside of their comfort zone. I'm glad that we were able to find some common language and some wonderful discussion around creating more mindfulness, more intention, more, as I'm going to use the term, more sacred space and rituals in our lives, in our businesses, and in the work that we do in the world. Thank you all again for listening. We see you. We hear you. We love you. And remember, all the parts are the best parts. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Best Parts Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media or with anyone you think would enjoy it. After all, sharing is caring. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts as it helps others find us. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at the Best Parts Podcast or visit our website at thebestpartspodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember that all the parts are the best parts.